Guatemala, and I like to say it this way, um, how many you know God loves short people? And so they'll be little bitty short, I mean, they're short in Guatemala, and so they'll be a little bitty short people in heaven because you helped us do what God's called us to do, amen? You've got seeds in the nation of Guatemala. Now, you may never go there, and I hope you do come. Uh, we'd love for you to come. And, I mean, we, it's just a joy for us. That's one of the things that we're able to do is bring in teams, and we're able to do some outreaches and, and do some things that we can't do just by ourselves. And so we'd love for you to come, but you may never go there, but you've got seeds in that nation. And again, there'll be people doing the will and plan of God, and there'll be people in heaven because you helped us do what God's called us to do. Amen? And I had a minister friend of mine years ago. We were sitting at coffee, and we were trying to do a a special gift for another minister and you know and in the financial chunk of what it was going to be uh, the, I guess I might you know I didn't have a good poker face on I don't know but I must have had a like, like, a, like oh that's a lot of money how are we going to do that and so he looked at me and says what you help somebody else do God will send somebody to help you do what your dream is when you help somebody else do their dream God will bring somebody to your life to help you do your dream amen and so I just want to say thank you for helping us. It takes people. How I many you know the gospel? It's free, but it takes people. It takes finances to get the gospel out. And I just want to say thank you as a church. This church has been a tremendous, very generous, tremendous blessing to us. And we just know that harvest is going to come your way. Everybody said amen. amen. And um, we, um, we, it's been a different year. 2020 has been a really different year for everybody. Um, we actually came in the States. Uh, in March, and I was coming in for like three weeks. We kicked off our Bible school uh, in February. That's the school system down there, February to October. So we kicked it off, and then we were going for about, about four or six weeks or so. And I was coming back to the States to travel. I think I was here for three Sundays, and I had like eight to ten meetings somewhere in there. And you know what happened in March? The COVID hit, and everything was shut down. We were the last flight out of Guatemala City. We had no idea what was happening. We didn't understand what was going on. We knew some things were happening, but we didn't know they were going to close everything. And so my daughter and son-in-law, they live with us in Guatemala. They help us there. And so they were already here in March and here at a conference, and they were going to be here for another week, then go back. And so my wife is going to be by herself in Guatemala. And so at the last minute, we decided, you know what, let's just change our plans. You just come with me. You can be in total also with the other kids for about a week, then come back to Guatemala. Well, good thing we, she came with me. If not, ah, she would have been stuck in Guatemala. We were actually in the in Tulsa area. We couldn't go, get home to Guatemala. And, you know, we have a house and everything else. My daughter had a cat, which we can, you know, we don't need the cat. Because, <laughs> you know, cats are from, and the dogs are from heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> So we just left, and then we we didn't get to, we couldn't go back home to Guatemala till September. I mean, it was totally shut down, and so we had nobody staying in our house. We had to get some of our graduates, and they had to. I mean, thank God for the, my wife came, where I'd be helicoptering in. <laughs> I would get there somehow. Hallelujah, praise God. Uh, but we were able to go back, and what we did was we just started our Bible school, and then everything closed. And, and schools uh, can't even open now. Uh, churches started last weekend, and it's more of a soft opening. They can't really uh, have a big congregation. A room like this where probably could have maybe 50 or 30 people, and so some of them can't even open because they just don't have the facility to do it. Um, but we couldn't even have school if we were even there. So what we did was we took our Bible school, and we did like everybody else did. We we went online 
And so what we did was we, uh, we, we called our, uh, our translator in, in Guatemala, and we put her on a Zoom call, and we set the screen, and we, um, we did school that way. Then we recorded it, and then we put it on Facebook, and a private group for the first year and the second year. And how many know God is a good God? Thank God for technology. Amen? And our students hung with us. There was a few of the first years that couldn't do the technology switch. They didn't have the capability and the whip band to take care of that, so they couldn't finish. Uh, but all of our second year students finished and so they were so happy we were able to go back in September then just last month we had a live graduation we were able to rent an outdoor pavilion and we were under the guidelines and everything else and we had a live outdoor graduation they got to see our graduates and we kind of even hugged them anyway we weren't supposed to do that but we did it anyway and asked for forgiveness <laughs> and so but it was just tremendous and so I'm going to show you a video of just a little bit of what you're helping us do in the nation of Guatemala. And it'll start off, you'll see me and my translator, and she's in Guatemala, we're in the States, and uh, we, that's what we did. I recorded my classes, my wife recorded hers, my son-in-law and my daughter did, did theirs, and we had like, what, 18 hours a week, and so the students watched it all. And then you'll see also some of the outreach that we were able to do with our students. I believe it's in the video. And then we also, um, you see the graduation, then the video is going to end with the students students singing we're, in Spanish, we're going to see the victory. We're going to see the victory. And that was our last class that we could actually have before everything was shut down. And so that we brought them together and we didn't know what was going to happen. But then the next week they closed everything down. And so they're going to play the video. Go ahead and do that.
That just kind of gives you an idea of what you're helping us do in the nation of Guatemala. And again, I just want to say thank you for partnering with us and being a blessing uh, to us and help us do what God's called us to do. Now, I know that um, the pastor's daughter has, you know, a new baby, and uh, your pastors are really getting old. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 they got a grandbaby. I mean, can you imagine? Wow. And I believe he turned 60 this last year. Man. You, did you turn 60 this last year? Wow, wow. <laughs> I'm actually older than him. <laughs> I'm 61 now already. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, you know, I, I know that he has a grandson, but they got a picture. I want, I want to show you my grandson. <laughs> look at this right here. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Uh, don't he look just like me? <laughs> Come on, make me feel good. Lie, lie, lie. I keep your permission to lie in church. <laughs> you know, he, can, he looks just like his dad. And, um, and you know, I, I, I just wanted, you know, I thought, well, I, I wasn't going to share it, but I thought I just wanted to share it. How many know God is a God of miracles? Yes. And, and Karen and I, we've been married, we were married for almost seven years. We couldn't have kids. But we ended up having four kids by the power of God. Amen. And our daughter, our oldest child, that's her little boy. Amen. Praise God. I mean, oh, God is good. Amen. So when I see him, I see my kids, and I think, okay, that's, that's a miracle. But I see my grandson, that's a miracle. To, hallelujah. Praise God. And so now, yeah, that, look at that up right there. Oh, isn't that, so you did such a good looking little boy. <laughs> and so my, my grand, I got to get, get to preaching. I got to quit doing these preliminaries. But anyway, my daughter it, lives with us in Guatemala, and our grandson lives there too. And, um, you know, before my, when my daughter was pregnant, I, I, I realized, I told Karen, I said, um, um, Tyler's parents are going to be grandparents. And we got to share that baby. <laughs> I said, I don't like sharing. <laughs> I thought, okay, okay, I'll share, I'll share, I'll share. No, he's got good parents, and so we share. Uh, but my daughter is expecting number two in February. And so I've been believing God for two babies. And she said, no, Dad, it's just one baby. And so it's going to be a little boy. And I, she said, the ultrasound says there's only, you know, one baby. I said, that little girl is hiding behind that boy. <laughs> You just wait and see. You can take it down. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I had to say, I don't know if the worship team is in here or not, uh, but y'all did a great job. Amen. They did a great job. And, 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 and they, 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 sing that, they sang that song just for me. I mean, I, I asked him tonight if he's going to sing that because we, we've been watching online. And we've been catching, watching y'all. And so I, I like that song. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I, I mean, you can hear the sound. Listen to me. I know there's a wind of a virus flowing across the earth, but God's spirit will not be outdone. His glory is going to be seen. And then we're going to look back and, yeah, we'll maybe remember a little bit of the virus, but we're going to remember the glory of God in 2020. Amen. How many know our best days are ahead? Amen. I'm not throwing in the towel. I'm not quitting. I'm running for the race. Amen. Woo, glory to God. Everybody say my best days. Now, now, we do have some coffee out in the foyer, and we got some pictures out there, and so you can make yourself available to the coffee. It just helps us with our traveling expenses, and I mean, uh, it's $1,000 a bag. <laughs> there is a scripture that says, God helps those who help themselves. 
<laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But my coffee's anointed because I pray over it. Hallelujah. But anyway, it's only $18 a bag. Look at that. That's a deal. I mean, from 1,000 to 18, man, that's better than Walmart special. Hallelujah. But it's out there in the foyer, and so uh, it just helps us with our traveling expenses, and this is for who's going to catch it? Yeah, pastor. This is for your pastor. And I've got one more I want to give away for the first person that comes up right now. Look at there. Woo! Glory to God. Don't be denied. Good things come. Good things come. Everybody say it again. Say, my best days. Now, I've got a message I'm going to, it's a, it's a four-hour long message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A pastor, he's not there anymore. A pastor friend of mine was in Cheyenne, Wyoming years ago when I went out and preached for him. And I still go to that church and never pastor there. And, uh, you know, you got to ask when you want me to quit. Because it can be a, like a song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friend. <laughs> and so you got to ask, you know, because you want to be invited back. So you got to be polite. And I said, so when do you want me to quit, Marcus? And he says, Harry, you can preach as long as you want Sunday morning. You can preach as long as you want. He said, but at noon, we're leaving. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll quit at noon. <laughs> uh, but I just got something in my heart I want to share. I was actually going a different direction. And then Friday night, the Lord just changed my direction. And so uh, we'll find out if I heard from God or if it was just the pizza I ate. <laughs> and so if it flops, well, I didn't hear from God. But anyway, I just got a few things I just want to share with you. And um, then, then I want to read a scripture and look at Psalms 119. And then, I'm going, then we're going to um, stand up and we're going to pray just for a moment. Can we do that? I know your pastor prayed, uh, but I just, there's some things I just I got stirring in my heart. And so I'm going to read Psalms 119, verse 18, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Bible. It brings it out just a little bit different. Uh, Psalms 119, verse 18, it says, Open my eyes to spiritual truths so that I may behold wonderful things from your law. And I believe God is doing some great things in the earth today. And I know there's problems and I know there's difficulties. And a few months ago, I was on a Zoom call with a bunch of ministers and we were just talking and the Lord dropped in my heart this scripture. And the Bible says, don't look at the things which we are seeing. Don't look at the temporal things because they're subject to change. Then it goes on to say, but look at the eternal. So it tells us don't look, but look. I mean, it makes a difference of what you're looking at. And I want us to pray that God would open up our spiritual eyes and in the midst of darkness, in the midst of calamity, in the midst of circumstances, that we see the hand of God, that we see the power and the glory of God. God is doing great things in this earth. And he will not be outdone by any work of darkness. I mean, when gross darkness covers the earth, the Bible says, rise up and shine for the glory will be seen upon us. And we've seen gross darkness. And I'm not making light of problems or circumstances or virus because it is something that we need to understand. But I mean, you know, God is greater than any situation of the devil. Say amen. He is greater than any problem. But we've got to stay focused. And the Lord spoke to my heart, said, stay focused, stay focused. You know, we, had, we, got, we got locked out of our country. We couldn't go home. The Lord said, stay focused, stay focused. Don't look at the left, don't look at the right, don't look at the circuit, just stay focused, and everything is going to be all right. And we were actually a miracle of God that we were able to sustain our Bible school and continue with everything else that we were doing. How I many know oh, God is a good God? Amen? Everybody say, open my eyes. Open my eyes. 
now stand up to your feet. And we're going to just pray just for a moment, and then I'll just yell at you for a few more times, and I'll let you go home. I'll let you go buy some coffee. But I just want us to pray, and I just want us to open our hearts to hear the voice of God. God is speaking in this earth today. And I know there's other voices out there. And I know we kind of see things that are, you know, with the election and everything else, things are in turmoil a little bit. But how many know God is still on the throne? And he's still working miracles today. His hand is not too short. I mean, miracles haven't stopped. God is wanting to do some great things. And so we've got to turn. We've got to shift our focus upon God and let God show us wonderful things from his word in his kingdom. Amen. So let's open our hearts. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just come before you tonight, Lord. We want to see your glory. We want to see your power, Father. And, Father, we shift our focus from things around us, problems, difficulties, whatever it may be, and we look to you, Lord, and we cry out, Lord, show us your glory. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may see you working, Father God. Let us look at the eternal and not just the circumstances around us. Let us see what you see. Let us know what you know. Reveal, Holy Spirit, the will and plan of God for our life individually and corporately. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. We take a stand, Lord. We call upon your power. Let our eyes open up. Let's just pray in the spirit right now. Father, ma 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 kista dono costadini. Ma 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 kista dono dosto dono. Oh, ma 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 kista damba dosto dono kista nana. Ma 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 ma. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah, illumination, revelation be given, Father God. Yes, yes. Not just the natural, but Father God, the supernatural. Yes, you're doing great things, Lord. We hear the sound. We hear the sound. We hear the sound. Yeah, we hear it, Father God. Resurrection life, power, power in Jesus' name. Open our eyes, Lord. Everybody say, open my eyes that I may see what you see. Open my ears to hear your mysteries, your revelation from your throne. Father, we approach your word with reverence and awe. We thank you, Father God, for this church. We thank you for the congregation, and we thank you for the pastors of this church and what it's doing in their community, in the lives of people in this area, but also around the world. And I prophesy and I speak it forth, harvest is coming to this house in Jesus' name. Abundance of revelation, abundance of people, abundance of resources. In the mighty name of Jesus, expansion is happening in the mighty name of Jesus. The roots are going deeper and wider, Father. I thank you, Father, for increase. And, Father, we hear your voice. And the voice of the stranger we will not follow. And we give you the glory. We give you the honor. And everybody said? Amen. You can be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Everybody say, open my eyes. eyes. Now, go with me to 2 Corinthians. And we're going to look at verse, chapter 5 and verse 17. 1 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, if any man be in Christ. Now, I want you to say that, in Christ. 
Now it says, if any person, if anyone be in Christ. How I many you know the world is in crisis? The world is in panic mode. The world is kind of in an identity crisis right now. But you and I, we don't march by the drum of this world. I know we're in Christ, and we should be receiving things from the kingdom of God. I don't get my, my, my life, my nourishment, my joy, my peace from the world around me. I get my joy, my peace, my nourishment, my revelation from the throne of God. I mean, you know, now I'm a citizen of the United States. I live in the nation of Guatemala. I'm a citizen of the United States, but really my citizenship is not of this world. It's of heaven. And I'm just having, listen to me, days of heaven here upon this earth. Thank you for your excitement. Hallelujah. Look at the rest of the verse. It says, therefore, if any man or any person be in Christ, everybody say in Christ. It says he is a new creature or creation. Old things are what? Passed away. Behold, all things are be what? Become new. So this verse talks about you and I in the body of Christ, and that it reveals our past, our present, and our future. It reveals that the past that we used to have, the old man, is dead. It's wiped away. In Christ Jesus, we are not the person that we used to be. Now, years ago, when I went to Ramah, I was saved, but I went by another name. <laughs> and it, Yeah, I won't say it. <laughs> he said it. So if I get a phone call from somebody and they say that name, I know they know me from a long time ago. <laughs> How many you know you're not the person that you used to be? Yeah. The old man is dead. Everybody say dead. dead. Everybody say adios. adios. That means he's gone. He's done away with in Christ Jesus. And we in the body of Christ need to understand this. We are not what we used to be. The Bible says we are a new person in Christ Jesus. So right now, in my present life in Christ, I am a new creature. And my present is new, but my future is new. So what does that tell me? My best days are ahead. Amen? I mean, you know, God's got glory, God's got power, God's got goodness with your name on it. Amen? How many know, I know that we face problems. I know we face difficulties. But how many know, we can't put our focus beyond what's around us. We got to put our focus beyond what, who God has made us to be. I'm a new creature with new features. Amen? Say amen. I think that's good preaching. I may be by the CD. Hallelujah. Woo! Look at Romans. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. And we're going to look at verse 15. The Apostle Paul is talking here. And he says, So as much as within me, I am ready. Everybody say ready. ready. I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. Paul was eager, excited. He was zealous. He was excited about preaching the gospel. Then he, verse 16, says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I mean, I'm not embarrassed to call myself a Christian. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. But why? Because it is the power of God unto salvation. Paul knew he was excited about preaching the gospel because he knew the gospel, when the gospel goes out, the power of God goes out. 
When you put the word out, when you stand upon the word of God, how I many know oh, you're standing on the very power of God? Amen. God has invested his power in the word. And that's why we don't preach the reader digest. We preach the word of God. Thank you for your excitement. Now, verse 17. This is what I'm going to talk about for the next two hours. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about three things in verse 17. And we're going to camp on one of them to begin with and then mention the other two. Is that okay? I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Just thought I'd be nice. Verse 17. For, for therein, now, for therein, for therein what? What are you talking about? In the gospel, in the power of God. For therein is this, righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and is written, the just shall live by what? Faith. By faith. Now, there's three words I want you to circle in your Bible. If you use an electronic, you know, you can just take some pen and write on your electronic. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But there's three words here I want to talk about. And we're going to say it this way. Righteousness, revelation, and faith. Everybody say righteousness. righteousness. Come on. You've got to play the game. Righteousness, righteousness. Revelation, revelation, and faith. faith. Say it again. Say righteousness, righteousness. Revelation, revelation, and faith. faith. Now, let's skip over to the second one right there where it talks about reveal or revelation. What is revelation? Revelation is is the understanding of a spiritual truth that isn't seen or understood by the natural means. Let me say it again. Revelation is this understanding of a spiritual truth that isn't seen or understood by natural means. It's revelation from the very throne of God. And let me tell you what. We as Christians, as in Christ Jesus, should be living by revelation from the throne of God. I know there's information out there, and thank God for information. Thank God for technology. But how many know you and I in the body of Christ don't need to be in, living by, in, by information only? We need to be living by revelation from the throne of God. And, you know, we live right now in a technology age. I mean, you can get on the Internet and you can find out anything. And, you know, just like one of our famous presidents says, everything on the Internet is 100% true, said Abraham Lincoln. I mean, that's not true. Not everything on the Internet is really true, and not everything on the Internet is created, you know, equally. And we need to move past just the natural things around us and move into the spiritual things of God. Not just information from this world, but revelation from God. And you as a child of God, you as in Christ Jesus, you can hear the voice of God, and you can receive revelation concerning your life, concerning where you live. Now, God's got general information, revelation from his throne for all of us in the body of Christ, but he also has personal information and revelation from his throne. I mean, he's not just a general God. He's a personal Lord and Savior. And so he knows where you're at. He knows what you need, and he's got revelation knowledge for your life right now. He knows what you're facing tomorrow. He knows what you're facing next week. And matter of fact, he even knows what your kids and grandkids are going to face in the years to come. He can give you revelation knowledge concerning their future. We don't have to listen to this world philosophy. We've got inside information. And sometimes we in the body of Christ, we just live below where God wants us to live. God has revelation with our name on it. He's got information from the throne of God he wants to give you concerning your life. 
Notice to me, I know every single one of you, this has happened to you. You may not understand it as revelation, but it's happened to you. I know your pastors. Like I said earlier, I've watched them online. I think Pastor Tasha does a little bit better job. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking, just joking. <laughs> and my, my wife prays with y'all just about every day. You know, and I thought, well, that's nice. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm not that spiritual. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but I know your pastors, and they teach the word. Amen? Amen? They teach the word. And I know this has happened. I know this has happened. Where your pastors have got up in their message, and they just start reading the Bible, and something jumps off the page. A word or something just jumps off the page as they're reading the Bible and goes into your heart. Mm -hmm. Then they go on to explain what you just heard. Mm -hmm. What is that? Revelation knowledge. And as a child of God, God doesn't want us to have just information of his word. He wants us to have revelation of his word. He wants us to have information and revelation from the throne of God. Now look with me to Mark, excuse me, Matthew's gospel. Matthew's gospel, chapter 16. And Jesus, verse 13, Jesus asked his disciples, who do men say that I am? He said, who do people say that I am? And they answered, you know, some say you're this, some say you're that, some say you're a prophet, some say you're a good teacher. And then he changed the question in verse, um, verse 15, I believe it is. And he changed it from who do they say that I am to who do you say that I am? And Peter stood up and said something. And I like Peter. Some people, you know, criticize Peter for, you know, sinking when he was walking on the water. But he did walk on the water. The other jokers were in the boat. <laughs> and they were scared. They thought he was a ghost. But Peter stood up and said, if it's you, bid me to come. And what can Jesus say? Yeah, it's me, boy. Come on. But Peter started looking. Listen to me. Peter started looking at the circumstances instead of keeping his eyes focused on Jesus. And let me tell you what. In this year that we're living in, we can't look at everything else. I mean, you know, sometimes we need to turn off the news and focus on God. Amen. Now, it's nothing wrong to be informed. We don't need to live like an ostrich with our head in the sand. But how I many know we can't let that be our focus and where we're getting our nourishment and our life and our direction and our guidance from? Amen? Amen. But Peter stood up, and I like it that Peter, he said it, and he said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, You know what? You didn't get that by flesh and blood. You didn't get that by man revelation. You got that from my Father above revelation knowledge of who Jesus was. There was religious leaders that knew the word of God in the day of Jesus, and they were looking for the Messiah, but when the Messiah came, they didn't even recognize the Messiah because they had a head knowledge, not a heart knowledge. I mean, you know, we need to move past just the information in our head, and we need to receive revelation in our heart. Amen? It's so important. Let me tell you what, it is crucial that we live by revelation and not just information of this world. Look at the very, here, look at this. Look at that. Uh, look at verse 18. And Jesus said unto him, in verse 17, my father's revealed this to you. In verse 18, and he says, I say unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Now, some people have misunderstood that. They thought he was talking about Peter, that the foundation, and that's where you get the jokes, that Peter at the pearly gates and everything else. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about upon the revelation knowledge of who Jesus is, I'm going to build my church. I mean, you know, then it goes on to say, look at this, and the gates 
of hell. What does Gates, Gates represent? It represents authority. And so he said on, on, the, on the revelation of who Jesus is, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Then it goes on to say, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven because you've got revelation knowledge, and the devil can't stand against your revelation. Now, listen to me. I'm not being spooky or weird. I'm not trying to say that, you know, I mean, you know, God's not spooky and weird people are. And so it's nothing weird or spooky. But you, God will just drop something down in your spirit, and you'll have a knowing on the inside. You'll just know on the inside. And sometimes God will give you revelation concerning your future, concerning things he wants you to do, concerning things you are facing. Many of you know the situation that we had with our middle son, Bryant. When we first moved to Guatemala, you know, he ended up having a brain tumor. And, you know, we just moved there on fumes. And then the bottom fell out. We had to get him back to the States. He ended up having a 12-hour surgery. And, you know, it was cancerous and everything else. And, you know, the doctor was, you know, it was, you know, he came out of the operating room after 12 hours and said, you know, it looks pretty bad. You know, it's cancerous. From my experience, we'll send it off to the lab. And so I stepped out of the room, and a pastor from Florida called me. And he says, how's it, how's it going? And I said, well, from the natural it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And all of a sudden, I just was like nothing spooky or strange, but it was just like I was standing here looking at myself, and I heard myself. It wasn't me. I just heard myself come up out of my spirit. God just gave me a word. It was revelation, and the word was, we win. And I told him, I said, it doesn't look good in the natural, but we win. And I took that is information and revelation from God. And we stood on the word of God. When there was problems and situation and other kids were passing away and he went through chemo and radiation, he was at St. Jude in Memphis, Tennessee. But how many know today he is the healed of the Lord? Hallelujah, praise God. He is healed and whole by the power of God. He, was, he went through treatment almost for a year. And a year later after he got discharged and everything else, he moved back to Guatemala. Then he moved back to the States and went to Oral Roberts University with a double major in three years. Take that, devil. Hallelujah. And now he lives in Omaha, Nebraska, and he has a wonderful job with an insurance company making a lot of money, and he's my 401k plan. <laughs> I said, make a lot of money, buddy. <laughs> Everybody say, open my, eyes. open my eyes. Come on, say it. Say, open my, eyes. open my eyes. Now, go back with me to Romans. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1, verse 17 again. God has revelation information from his throne for you and I in the body of Christ. In Romans chapter 1 verse 17 it says for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Now it goes on we talk about it we're going to talk about the first word righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. righteousness. Now what does that mean? That means because of the sacrifice of Jesus I've been made right with God. Righteousness is not based on what my performance gets me. A lot of people are trying to earn their salvation. They're trying to earn righteousness. No, no, righteousness doesn't come by what I've done. Righteousness comes because of what my big brother has done. And how many know, yeah, I may stumble, I may fall, I may make mistakes, but my righteousness is not based on my performance. My righteousness is based on the performance of my Father and my Lord Jesus Christ, Savior. Amen? And too many times we in the body of Christ are looking at things around us and we're letting this speak to our identity. How I many know you are the righteous of God in Christ? You may fail, you may fall, but that's not your identity. 
the problem, the difficulty you're even facing. That is not your identity. You are not the problem that you're facing. One of the things that we did in the hospital with Brian, we didn't call him a cancer survivor. He was a cancer overcomer. And we didn't let cancer come into our life. We let victory come into our life. And too many times people are letting sin come in their life, and that sin is keeping them out of the presence of God. I mean, you know, you've got to let God's issue and God's revelation of who you are come into your life. You are the righteous of God in Christ now. You're not going to be righteous. You are righteous. Now, you remember the story of the prodigal son? He got his inheritance, and the Bible says he left, and he spent all his money. The Bible says on riotous living. That wasn't good living. That was bad living. And he spent all he had, and he ran out of dinero. He ran out of money. And he came to himself, and I don't think it was revelation knowledge. I just think he hit bottom. And sometimes when you hit bottom, you're like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> and so he's feeding the pigs, and he's wanting to eat what they're eating. But he came to himself, you know what? My father's servants eat better than I'm eating. My father's servants live better than I'm living. I'm just going to go to my father and repent and say, Father, I, I'm not worthy to become your son. I'm not worthy to be called your son. I sinned against you and I sinned against heaven. But when he went to his father, his father saw him afar off. And the Bible says he ran toward his father. The father ran toward his son and he kissed him. And the Bible says he put a robe of righteousness upon him. And what does that represent? That represents he's cleansed, he's forgiven, and he's accepted into the Father's presence. How I many you know God looks at you, not in your sin, not in your failures? You might have made mistakes, you might have made problems, but you are the righteousness of God in Christ now. Amen? Now, go back with me to Romans chapter 17, and we're going to look at the third thing. Romans, first verse, Romans 1, verse 17 says, therein is the righteousness of God in Christ revealed from what? Faith to faith. As it is written, the just is going to live by problems. The just is going to live by crisis. The just identity is in their situation or their problems. No. It says the just is going to live by faith. What is faith? Now, we all have been teaching and we know all about faith. What is faith? Faith is trusting what Christ did for you on the cross. Not trusting your performance, but trusting his work on the cross. Trusting what his word says that you are. Trusting that you've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. There was a great exchange. He took your sin and gave you his righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness that he's placed upon me. I didn't call myself righteous. He called me, me righteous. Amen? People have misunderstood that and they thought, well, how dare you call yourself right? I don't call myself. He calls me. He calls me righteous. Amen? So it makes a difference who's saying it. But how I many know you got to receive revelation from God and you got to receive your identity from God by faith? You don't walk by sight. You don't walk by what you feel. You walk by the Word of God. And I believe we in the body of Christ need to raise up our view and start looking at ourselves as champions, as overcomers, as winners in God. Amen? amen. Say amen. amen. So many times I believe we live in a in a substandard life of what God wants us to be. And years ago, um, there was a minister, a friend of mine, and his kids are older now, grown up. But when they were younger, he went to Disney. 
and he was walking through the park, and you know, and um, he observed this lady dragging her kids to the park. And they're crying, and they're whining, and they're complaining. And, you know, I don't want to ride that ride. It's too long. I don't want to do that. And she, says, and she turned around, and she says, I, I paid too much <laughs> for you to get into this park. And we've come too far, <laughs> and you're going to enjoy yourself. Straighten up. <laughs> and sometimes I believe that's what God looks at us and said, that, that's not how I designed this new creation life to live. You're not supposed to live by the circumstances. You're not supposed to live by the labels of this world. You're not supposed to let the world squeeze you or transform you into its mold. You need to live better than this. I, and he looks at you and says, why are we living this way? And they've got just a short video clip. They're going to play it right now, and we're going to see. It just kind of tells you what I'm trying to say tonight. Then I'll quit. You can turn it off. It's a little bit older clip. It says the iPad is $4.99. They're like more of $1,000 now. But you can see, <laughs> they didn't give him a cutting board for his birthday. They gave him an iPad that could do a lot of things. And God has made us a new creature in Christ Jesus. And we can receive revelation from the throne of God. And we are the righteous of God in Christ. We, we, can, we have the right to come into his presence and receive help, grace, whatever we need. And we have to do it not by our performance. we got to do it by faith. And I want you to go ahead and stand up to your feet. And I didn't get time to talk about it, but you can just write the scripture down. Go ahead and stand up. In 1 Corinthians, we talked about it, about being in Christ. But if you skip down in 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 18... It talks about he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. Then in verse 19, he says we've been, he's, he commended to us the word of reconciliation. Then in verse 20, he says you are ambassadors for Christ. Why is it so important that we receive revelation knowledge and that we walk in the righteousness, in the identity that God has made us to be because God wants us overcoming the problems and the difficulties and not just acting like this world. The world's in crisis, but God wants us to live in Christ. He wants us to live in our position, and then he also wants us changing the world. If you want to change the world, you got to have a revelation of who you are, and you got to receive information from heaven. And we've got to move up just a little bit higher and not just live our life like we got a cutting board, but God has given us much more. Yes. So I want you to lift your hand right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we again, we pray, open our eyes that we may see what you see. 
Father, give us revelation knowledge concerning what you made us, the new creature that you made us, and the position that you've given to us. Open our eyes, Lord. Let us hear, let us see mysteries, revelation from your throne. Now, just keep your eyes closed right now. And I don't know, maybe there's somebody here and you're facing a difficulty, you're facing a problem, and you've got to make some decisions. I believe in the name of Jesus, God will reveal and make known his will and his plan and his direction for your life. God will give you revelation knowledge. Maybe you're here and you are a business owner and you need to make some decision. I believe God has information that can change the situation that you're facing. God has revelation concerning that job. God has revelation concerning those kids. I prophesy right now and I say those children will come home in Jesus' name. Don't give up. Don't give up. Those kids will come home in Jesus' name. Listen to me, it's not over. It's not over. Everybody say, my best days are ahead. Say, open my eyes. Open my ears. That I may hear. That I may know what you know, Lord. Now just close your eyes right now. And maybe you're here and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Some 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to the cross and he made the payment for sin. Maybe you're here, maybe you're watching online. You've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Salvation is available. The Bible says, for whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The work of salvation has been done. Jesus did the work of salvation. He purchased salvation for you and I. But salvation is a free gift, but it has to be received. And how you receive that is asking Jesus to come into your life, acknowledging that he's Lord, acknowledging died on the cross for you. And if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior here or even on the Internet, I've got good news. This is a great day. You can know beyond a shadow of doubt if you were to die where you would spend eternity. You can have no so salvation. No so salvation. So if you're here or you're watching on the Internet, I'm going to pray a prayer and I'm going to ask everybody here in this room to pray this prayer. Everybody. Pray this prayer with me. And if it's your first time, mean it from your heart. Let's say this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Come on. Say, Dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father I, receive I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I, believe I believe that he died on the cross died for, my for my life. He paid the penalty of sin. He the of sin. And he's given me his righteousness. And I receive Jesus as my Lord. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me and welcoming me into your family. I thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Everybody said? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, if you're in the room tonight, 
And there'll be prayer partners up here. I want to ask you to do something for me. I want you to come up to them and let them know that you prayed that prayer. They're going to give you some information and uh, in, in, in how to join and how to be a part of a good church that will preach the gospel and get you on the road of where God wants you to be. Amen. If you prayed that over the Internet, there's a place there you can say, I prayed that prayer, and they will give you information. And how many know, welcome to the family. Amen. Everybody say, welcome, welcome. to the family. Now, one more time before I turn over to you, Pastor, I just lift our hands and just thank the Lord. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, Father God. We're moving up. We're moving up higher. Yes, we're moving up higher, Father God, in our identity and what's been purchased and bought for us, Father God. And we hear your voice. And the voice of a stranger we will not follow. Our identity is in you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father God. And everybody said? Amen. Now say this, my best days, my best days are, ahead. are ahead. Come on, say it again. Say, my best days, my best days are, ahead. are ahead. And one more thing. Say this, I'm going to go buy a coffee. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't have enough coffee for everybody. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> thank you. God bless you for letting me uh, speak to you. Uh, just what we're doing tonight helps us what we're doing in the nation of Guatemala. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Come out to the table and say hi to me. Okay. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Harry. You can be seated for just a moment. If you're online.